Hi there, this is Marie T. Russell. Welcome to the Inner Self audio version of The First Rule for Meditation Success Don't Be Ruled by What Others Do. Written by J. Donald Walters, also known as Swami Kriyananda. How long should you meditate? The first rule is don't be ruled by what others do. What works well for them may not work for you. Accept that in certain ways you are unique. Intensity of effort is far more important than the time spent in meditation. Here are a few general guidelines. Enjoy your meditation practice. Never meditate to the point of mental fatigue, strain, or boredom. Enjoy what you do. Enjoy every aspect of your life. Not an easy thing to do if one thinks about the aspects individually. But not so difficult if you concentrate on enjoying the inner self. If you feel joy in meditation, stop meditating when the joy begins to diminish. One rule for right eating is to leave the table a little hungry. Apply this rule to meditation. In that way, you'll always look forward to your next time for meditation. On the other hand, make an effort to meditate a little longer at least once a week. Gradually, you'll break the habit of thinking you can meditate only for short periods. The greatest difficulty in long meditations especially is physical tension. Make an extra effort to keep your whole body relaxed. Regularity, key to meditation success. As a general guideline, I suggest you try to meditate at least half an hour twice a day, in the morning after you get up, and in the evening before going to bed. It is better to meditate a few minutes with deep concentration than a whole hour absent-mindedly. Moreover, I don't mind bargaining with you. For although five minutes, let's say, isn't much for anyone who has developed a taste for meditation, it may be all you feel you can spend in the beginning. So be it. Think of meditation, if you like, as daily spiritual hygiene. You brush your teeth, bathe, and brush your hair every day. Why not add to that routine five minutes of meditation? You'll come to enjoy meditating in time. Then you'll find yourself meditating longer because you want to, and not because someone is nagging you to do so. But if you think you're too busy, here's something to think about. You can always find the time for something you enjoy doing, can't you? In time, you'll wonder how you ever lived without meditating daily. And the answer, of course, will be, you didn't. What you did, that is, wasn't really living. Do not force yourself to meditate. Be natural in your efforts. Make haste slowly, as the saying goes. Don't force yourself to meditate when you'd very much rather be doing something else. At the same time, don't stop meditating altogether with the excuse that you have other things to do. Remember, there's only one direction to go that makes any lasting sense, toward your own self, in superconsciousness. 
No substitute will ever work for you. It's never worked for anyone. No appointment is more important than your appointment with, not death, life. Be a little stern with yourself. Success won't come to people who never try. Only bear in mind that tension is counterproductive in meditation. Concentrate, first of all, on relaxation. Remember this also. The more you meditate, the more you'll want to meditate. But the less you meditate, the less you'll enjoy doing it. Another rule? As soon as you sit for meditation, get down to business. Don't dawdle as if telling yourself, oh, I have a whole hour, so what's the rush? Be regular in your hours and practices of meditation. Saying that reminds me of a typewriter I bought when I was 17. At the time, I also bought an instruction manual that explained the touch system. For a week or two, I practiced the exercises in the manual assiduously, mastering the system to the point where I finally learned to type quite rapidly. At that time, however, I was so eager to begin using the touch system that I ignored the exercise for learning the numerals. I'll learn them, I told myself as I go along. The result? Today, more than 50 years later, I still need to look at the number keys when I want to use them. So, be specific in your practices. Don't tell yourself they'll just sort themselves out someday by some process of osmosis. It's a good practice to meditate at the same hours every day. Routine conditions the mind. You'll find yourself wanting to meditate whenever those hours return. It will be much easier then to set all distractions aside. For success, stick to your meditation routine. Stick to your routine as best as you can. To help you in creating one, here are a few suggestions. First, as soon as you sit to meditate, pray for depth and for guidance in your meditation. Pray also for peace for all humanity. Don't isolate your sympathies from others. Embrace all in your divine love. Second, chant and or repeat affirmations according to your personal preference. Third, tense and relax the whole body two or three times. Inhale before tensing. Exhale with relaxation. This practice will help relax you mentally as well as physically. Carrying the peace of meditation with you. After meditation, don't strip your mental gears by plunging hastily into outer activity. Try to carry the meditative peace into everything you do. To develop this habit, it may help to begin with outward activities that don't involve your mind too much. While doing them, chant inwardly to God. The walking meditation is an excellent practice for bridging the gap between meditative peace and outward busyness. If you can't devote time to walking calmly after meditation, try doing things slowly for a bit, consciously bringing peace and energy into your muscles and bodily movements. As a focus for your devotion, you may find it helpful to set up an altar in your place of meditation. 
Include pictures on the altar, if you like, of saints or of images of God or of infinite light and space. You may even find photographs of stars and galaxies helpful as reminders of the vastness of space. A helpful practice also, if it pleases you, is the burning of incense as a devotional offering. The sense of smell is closely related to the memory faculty. You may recall, for example, catching in some fleeting scent a reminder of some childhood episode that awakened a host of associated memories. Incense, when used regularly in meditation, will help to create meditative associations in your mind and bring you more quickly, therefore, to inner calmness. Meditating in Calm, Quiet Places Generally speaking, it's best to meditate in quiet places and at quiet times of the day. It is also good occasionally, however, to discipline the mind. Don't pamper it. You may even like to meditate, sometimes in noisy places, as a mental discipline. Don't sit where people will see you and wonder what you're doing. Or if the place is public, don't sit in such a way as to call attention to yourself. In this case, you might practice looking ahead of you with open eyes. One way of becoming virtually invisible in public is to put out the thought, I'm not here. Put out a vibration of non-being. Somewhat along the principle of modern noise cancellation technology, where sound waves are nullified by projecting sounds of an opposite wave pattern. Obliterate people consciousness from your mind. You'll be surprised to how little an extent people notice you. Quite possibly, they won't notice you at all. That is, they may see you, but they won't observe you. Wait two or three hours, if possible, after a heavy meal before beginning meditation. If this delay is impossible, however, or inconvenient, don't worry about it. Obstacles, if unavoidable, should be welcomed. They help to strengthen the willpower. Be more conscious of living in a world composed of energy and vibrations. Remind yourself always that you are not the body. You are consciousness working through energy to animate the body. In meditation, be happy. Above all, in meditation, be happy. If you want to experience peace, meditate peacefully. If you want to know love, offer love first, yourself. It isn't that superconscious states can be created by right attitudes. They don't appear by command performance of the conscious mind, but they are the fruits, rather, of right meditation. However, you can hold yourself in readiness for those experiences by placing yourself on their wavelength instead of clinging with scientific objectivity to opposite states of consciousness. This article was written by J. Donald Walters, also known as Swami Kriyananda, and excerpted from his book, Awaken to Superconsciousness. The article was read by Mariti Russell, publisher of InnerSelf.com. We hope that you have enjoyed this article. For over 30 years, we at InnerSelf have sought to encourage new attitudes and new possibilities. For more inspiration, visit us at InnerSelf.com.
www.thepeopleshow.com. Thank you.